Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. How should we act with non-believers? Christians will say you have to call out their sin and things like that, and other people say, no, no, they need Jesus before you talk about their sin. And then what about, you know, the Bible says, well, don't judge unbelievers at all. Don't judge the people in this world. God will judge them, but you still have to live around them. So is it Christian judgment if you're just like, bro, I, I don't want that around me? Like, it's not necessarily from a Christian position you're doing this. You're just like, I have to live around you. I don't want this around me. Um, so where is the line? Where should How should we uh, interact with non-believers? Transhormone therapy. I heard an interesting theory um, last week, and you're just going to have to wait to hear it. Um, essentially, it's a common sense solution, potentially, that would save tons of money, have a lot less chance of being misused, and probably fix a lot of people's issues. So stay tuned for that. Then we talk a bit about synergism and Calvinism versus Arminianism. Oh, it's so unnecessary. Repent and believe the gospel. Stay there. Um, talking about differences is important and is good, just like the Bereans who studied the scripture daily to make sure they, they believe, knew what they believed and why they believed it, and they were as close to accurate as they could be. But when that starts uh, turning and tensions flare, tempers flare, um, you know, animosity starts rising, remember, it's not a salvation issue. Take a step back and start again at the cross and work out your issues and differences um, without yelling and screaming. If you're yelling and screaming, you're already in bad territory. Return to home base, which is the cross of Christ, and start again. Then we talk to Unitarian Bob, or as we endearingly call him now, someone coined the term Unibobber. So um, we talk with him a little bit. And then what is the meaning of Lord? Um, Different parts in the Bible Um, which is why you need to take the whole totality of Scripture, not just little clips and bits and pieces here and there, because uh, someone was questioning about how Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you confessed uh, Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. Does Lord mean master? Does Lord mean God? And their contention was, well, if if Paul would have said in Romans 10, 9, and 10, confess Jesus as God or something like that, um, which would also not satisfy them because, you know, Jesus says, well, even... um, even the devil believes. So it's, it's you know, you, you need to believe, but also respect that and obey. So Lord would be totally appropriate. Um, you can't just confess him as God. I mean, you have to confess him as God, but Lord means like master, like prominence, preeminence of your life. Like you bow down, you submit to your Lord, who is also God. And, you know, as evidence, I would throw the rest of the Bible to them and say, here, read this whole book. It's a totality of scriptures, not just bits and pieces. Um, so anyways, yeah, do we cover it? Wow. Anyways, so it's a good conversation. Um, a lot of people, a lot of input, some new people talk. And uh, take care. Enjoy this. Please share these links on social media if you would not mind. Check out the Ask a Christian book. Um, learn how to have conversations with people who may not always be super civil and share the gospel. And you can check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, grab a coffee mug, support this podcast. And you can also click on the donate link and help fund this operation. Uh, People need Jesus, and we have found ourselves in a spot to um, uniquely present that to people on the internet across different platforms. So whether or not, you know, however many people become Christians or are convinced, even though many people think they have their minds made up in these internet forums, um, at the best, they will convert. We've seen it. At worst, they will still hear the gospel a lot. 
and uh, that will give them time while they are breathing on this earth to always reconsider. And if something happens, they don't have to think, ooh, I need to go find a priest or a preacher or something like that. They'll be like, oh, I remember what all those crazy Christians told us over and over and over. How, what must you do to be saved? Repent, believe the gospel, confess Jesus as Lord, ask to be born again, ask Jesus to forgive your sins. Repent, stop what you're, you know you should already be stopping doing. Um, ask for eternal life that Jesus will freely give to those who want it. Um, so uh, they hopefully will be able to recall that quickly and uh, won't have to go seek out some religious uh, council or whatever. They should if they have time, but if not, you know, that should be the worst case scenario. So take care, enjoy this podcast, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, <laughs> I, well uh, speaking, of, speaking of free will, Chris, um, did you freely choose to uh, be a little extra yesterday? Like, what was going on? Did, uh, like, I'm did, sorry did, for did, like, yesterday. Cat, I a, was. Did a cat I scratch was... you or... I was in a foul mood yesterday, man. You know, I sorry, know, I bro. Like, I apologize. Do we need to? Do we need to have a support group right now? Like, what's the, what's the affirmations? You are special. You are. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know that crap. Just buck up, butter buttercup. What what was going on? You're just a generally foul mood more than most. I don't know. I just got set off. Uh, you know, and uh, it's raining. Um, yeah, no, I apologize. I was in, I was in a I was in a bad mood yesterday, and I probably shouldn't have spouted off with the uh, "You're lying," you know. Like probably wasn't <laughs> probably wasn't liar. my finest hour. Well, I guess when you know better, do better, as you know our great sage of the past would say. So, uh, in light of ask the Christian something he said, can can one be once saved, always saved? Can someone hold that position and libertarian free will simultaneously, uh, Nate? Well, first of all, I wouldn't call it libertarian free will, but like I just said, like, you know, you can mix and match that in a way that Chris would agree. Like, I mean, I mean, he wouldn't actually agree, but he would say, oh, if that's true, then then sure, that's rational, that's reasonable. I mean, he, he wouldn't actually Matt, John, you, cannot, Nate you, is, you cannot choose to walk away from God, according to Matt. John, well, no, what Nate I, is a Calvinist now, you have to understand. Like, so just, Chris is like, full of oh, lies. Really? Just as, really, Nate? No, that is not correct. Well, no, I'm, I'm Nate saying doesn't you can think mix and match. he's a Calvinist, but he is Oh, does Calvinist. anyone... Does anyone want to know what maybe maybe your th solid <laughs> theology's rubbed off, Chris? I think it has. I'm just going to stop muting when I cough and make you all listen to it. No, so I mean, John, you can mix and match that if you believe, you know, however you define your free will, and say you always have free will for the end of time, then you know that would be a problem with the OSAS, unless you're saying, you know, through God magic, um, that person will always totally freely choose um, to, you know, persevere and never lose, never lose their uh, free will. Think about the reason. Um, or well, well, hang on. I'm, I'm presenting a couple of options. Or you could say, like, you know, if you have free will, like generally when I think we have free will, it's, you know, we're all drawn. I don't necessarily believe drag. So not a Calvinist. I believe, you know, everyone is like gently drawn by the Holy Spirit and everyone that recognizes that and whosoever is someone that recognizes that repents because God calls them first, not because they totally chose God out of a hat, um, but because they recognize the call of God and they realize and accept it. Um, then if that person has, you know, the freedom to choose or reject Jesus, and then let's say they choose Jesus, someone could say, well, I believe that's all the free will you have. And the moment you make your choice, like to choose Jesus, well, then you have no more free will and, you know, let a Calvinist disciple you from then on. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can mix and match free will in all kinds of logical, reasonable ways. I don't think it's so. just what is actually, well, I'm saying it's just what is actually true. And, and like what I, well. I mean, you could you could think you ha have a position, but whether it's coherent or not, or logically contradictory, is a different question. And so, with regard to like choosing, Matt believes you can choose 
God, right? Well, so Matt's not here, so I don't want well. to talk about someone who's not here. So I mean, and okay. I also, so I'm just going to really talk, talk about, about, about this at all. <laughs> so I mean, I'll just talk about a position then. So the position that one can choose in their sinful nature, God, right? But then uh, you're talking about uh, once saved, always saved. Then they're given a heart of flesh. They're born from above. They're new creations, right? And so we have a different nature, right? Uh, and so from that nature, now we don't have the choice to walk away from God. We, we, we don't have the choice to be damned, in other words, right? To reject God freely, right? Uh, that, that is contradictory. What is it that, what is it that makes somebody uh, not have that freedom? An example like uh, what was given to me recently was with regard to uh, the Old Testament where uh, the master, you know, he, he, uh, he pierces his ear and so forth. Well, if the libertarian free will is true, what prevents that person from reneging on his obligation, running away for good? I mean, what that's free will. That's libertarian free but will. But is Matt still on libertarian free will? I thought him and Chris had a conversation. Okay, so Chris let's see paid. what Fury has to say. Fury, do you have anything not to say about free will? That would be super. <laughs> Are you asking for a topic change? or Yes. Like, <laughs> I literally said, does anyone talk about the gospel? Can we have a new topic? And they're like, oh, yes, let's continue talking about free will. I think this like, room... If, if we're, if we're yeah. doomed to talk about this, then fine. But I would like to make every reasonable effort sure. to talk about something you know, topic beneficial. All right, well, uh, Dippity has Fury, you get first crack, back. unless you want to defer. No, no, okay. I'll, let, I'll let Serendipity go. All right, Serendipity. Okay, I have a topic change. Um, so, I've been doing a lot of research lately on the tongue and on loving your neighbor. And, you know, everything that I seem to be coming across in the Bible with respect to, like, shaming excommunication, that type thing, um, not casting your pearls among swine, seems to correlate to other non other believers who are um, refusing to repent for sin. And I'm just curious what everybody's take is on the relationships that you should have with non-believers as far as, uh, you know dealing with them, like, particularly even on Clubhouse. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I, I guess I haven't thought about what, what type you should have, but, I mean, if I think about it, I'd say, I mean, who better to go after than, than Jesus, right? So what type did he have? Like, you know, he didn't shy away from people. Um, he hung out with all sorts of people, but he also didn't partake in what they did. He, you know, either made people, like, presented people with a choice, you know, the whole repent and sin no more and believe the gospel and that stuff, and they were changed and followed him or, you know, they, they left him. Cause they're like, wow, these are hard teachings. These are hard sayings. We don't want to be around that guy. Well, um, so I, I think that like when, when I find, I mean, when I'm occasionally around other people, you know, who is like a mixed crowd, like, you know, Christians, non-Christians, stuff like that. And the topic's not like religion and they're not talking about their sincerely held religious beliefs or lack thereof. Um, and it's just like me, any other topic. I, like I, 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 sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I get a weird feeling about that. Cause it's like, I don't know, because if it's not like a religious topic, it's usually about just some secular or whatever, like movies, music, and, you know, then the other people, like, I don't know, like, language is a thing for me. Like, you know, whenever I just hear so much of it, I'm like, eh, like, why? Why? It's not necessary. Um, so I don't know. I feel a certain way about that. 
um, just because. So anyways, I think, uh, the, the, wow, I'm bumbling more than well, I thought. I, I mean, but I we, think the we, example, well, hang on, John. If I'm, like, I know I'm bumbling. Let me get my thought out. But if we could be like Jesus, like be around people, but it's like, well, they're going to hear the gospel and a lot. And if they're like, okay, we've heard about your religion. So now let's talk about, you know, our wild, wild promiscuous weekend and bar hopping. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that. I remember when I did that. It's like, ah, okay, it's probably time to go just because it's not, it's not edifying anything. Like it's not even edifying them. Uh, the, I mean, we can look to Jesus as a model. So we do see that what well, Jesus was e eating with, with sinners and so forth. That's uh, biblical. However, we do see also Jesus withdrawing, slipping away from the Pharisees. The Pharisees were sure, surely not godly in the sense of acceptance of Christ, right? And so we do see the, his engagement with uh, the Pharisees who were unbelievers, unbelievers in Christ. And so there's that relationship as well. And I think as far as certain atheists, right, we don't really associate with them in, in the sense of yoking because, uh, you know, what, what fellowship does light have with darkness? And yet we see that, uh, uh, that atheists are in need of uh, salvation uh, uh, in a sense that um, they've fallen short and, and, and in a sense that uh, they need the grace of God, right? And so... The only way they could uh, receive uh, faith is by hearing the word of God, and that's where we come in. And so we do; we must interact. That's for sure. But the way that we interact is not necessarily in a way that well, the the Pharisees were unbelievers, and there's there's a relationship that Jesus had with the with the Pharisees that was not just eating eating with them in a sense that he did with the repentant sinner. So it sounds like you're saying what I said. Are you saying what I said? So wait, did I just hear correctly that serendipity had a wild, promiscuous weekend of bar hopping? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so let Your me mic sounds you awful. Did you get a new so headset or something? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Um, so do you feel as a believer that it is your responsibility even when not asked to point out to a non-believer their sin. Oh, well, I mean, I'd say that's a category shift. Like if, if we're talking, f first of all, not necessarily. I mean, you know, if you feel like God is like, you know, from on high being like, tell this person something. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, however that would come about. Well, but I mean, I say there, the there's mm. John, why do you keep interrupting me? I'm halfway sorry. Through my sentence? I'm sorry. Um, so Nate, there's not welcome to John Lee. Yeah, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer, and you just do too, Chris. <laughs> Fix your mic. Um, anyways, but, uh, yeah, I'd say generally no. Like, you don't need to point out someone's sin if they're like, uh, you know, if you know they're not a Christian anyway. It's like, what good is that going to do? It's like, hey, buddy, you're lying a little too much. Like, you're probably going to get something like, oh, yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm working on that. And um, it's like, oh, okay, well, sin called out and sin acknowledged, and they're trying to do better. But they still don't believe in God, so what's that benefit? Like, maybe they tell a little bit less, less lies, so that may be good for their spouse or their kids or whoever they're lying to. But, I mean, if they don't believe in, if they don't believe in Jesus, that's the main point. So it's like, I, like okay, so I'm, I'm not a super holy person. Um, sorry to disappoint you all. But, you know, like uh, people in, in our community, like when I first, uh, you know, we've lived here like a long time. And, you know, uh, people would come in and move, and we became friends with them and would hang out at the community center. So, you know, it was very easily to tell who was and who was not kind of Christians. Um, like, you know, the Christians will be, you know, trying to do their Christian job. Like, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, look at my profile picture. I don't look like someone who's like an altar boy. Um, and, you know, these people who 
I found out were Christians, they'd bring up a conversation trying to do the work of the Lord and be like, hey, Nate, uh, you know, um, did you ever think about uh, going to going to church anywhere? Uh, I'm like, yeah, bro, I go to church. They're like, oh, so you, you believe in, in, is it Jesus you believe in? I'm like, yep, it's Jesus. <laughs> so anyways, um, I think that, but then the other people are like, no, nah, I don't really go to church. Or like, you know, this, this Catholic couple, it's like, oh yeah, we're Catholic, we're Catholic. And it's like, F, 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 F. I'm like, whoa, are you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we go to like mass, you know, like twice a year. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, maybe you could check out this or check out this. And then, you know, like I wouldn't bring it up too much incessantly, but anytime we were around and, you know, they'd like start going in, in like a way that I was not like super, like, I want to be a part of this. I'd just be like, hey, you know, at church this weekend. And anyway, so long story short, um, now they end up going to a church. Um, and that just happened by, you know, not really participating in their nonsense discussions, um, but just casually interjecting church. And, you know, now they go to my church. Like, I didn't ask for that. I didn't pressure them. I'm just like, hey, guys, check out our church sometime if you want, or blah, 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 or I think you'd like this. And now they go. So someone interpret that. Chris, can you interpret that? All right, this is going to be a rambling day. Or, John, you wanted to say something. Go I ahead, mean, John. Thank you. Well, go ahead, Chris. No, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I agree with everything Nate said. Is that a good start for the day today, Nate? <laughs> Write that down on the calendar, everybody. Chris, I mean, that's a good start. Chrissy Chris, Arminius, that's a good start. <laughs> oh, one of the approaches I take serendipity uh, is that I don't tell an atheist what they should ought or need to do. And as far as like the sins and so so forth, I kind of take the approach of 1 Corinthians 5.12. It says, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? And so when it comes to the atheists, I give them what the Bible says. I tell them that the, according to the Bible, it says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God and, and that the wages of sin is death. And so I speak from that perspective of God speaking to us. And, and, and so I, I don't say that you're a sinner. I don't say you need Jesus. I don't say that you need to repent. I don't say anything like that in a sense of what they ought to do. I, I, I leave it up to the Holy Spirit to convict their heart and I give them the truth of the gospel as, as it comes from the gospel, as it comes from the Bible. Sure, but we can and I mean, still correct people's bad behavior because I think that the root of Dippity's question is just because I know her more than just this room, is that I know that she has recently been wronged by somebody in a big way. And I think that that behavior should be called out and corrected in that sense. So I don't know if that's what your question really was about, Dippity, but like, you know, well, and I'm, I'm not presuming to know your heart, but I'm just, you know, I, I would say that that kind of behavior does need to be called out very specifically. Sure, but be called out yeah, in terms of like your uh, actions Stop. hurt me, maybe something like that. that yeah, I mean, uh, the underlying thing is recently the insinuation has been made that, you know, I'm a watered down or weak Christian because I'm unwilling to be confrontational with non-believers about certain lifestyle choices. Oh. And, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't believe that to be true. I feel like... Um, we as brothers and sisters in Christ, when, you know, we're struggling with them, that's one thing. Um, but I think that when you're dealing with a non-believer, when you're working on, you know, potentially a change of heart, I don't feel like it's necessarily my place to, unless asked, I mean, I'm not certainly not going to lie about certain things, but unless asked, I don't feel like it's my place to beat somebody up over the head with their lifestyle choices if they're not even a believer. 
and there's, I mean, there's also another dynamic to this. Like, you know, I, I mean, biblically speaking, you know, what are you like? I agree with John. Like, what do you have to do with calling out someone else's sin or whatever? Judge those inside the church. But I mean, a completely unrelated dynamic is, you know, you could still say, I say it's calling out sin, even though they're not a believer. Like, um, for example, I don't know. Look at the the political stuff, right? Like, uh, stuff going on, like where they want to have like you know certain inappropriate storybooks and you know drag queen story time with kids. Like, um, you know, the ones who are not Christians, they are definitely outside the church and they're of the world. Um, so is it really, if someone says, well, you're not supposed to call out their sin because, you know, they're not a Christian, they're not even in the church, don't judge them. It's like, well, that's not the reason I'm calling it out. So it's like, it's like a different category. So biblically, I agree with that. You don't need to judge people who aren't in the church. Um, you know, God will judge them. You judge righteously the people in the church. However, if people outside the church are doing stuff that directly impact my life, then I'm going to call that out and be like, hey, do what you want, but not in front of, you know, my family or my eight-year-old child. Um, and I wouldn't say that's calling it out in like a biblical sense. I would say that's calling it out in like a, I have to live and you have to coexist with me. So right. knock it off, like cool your jets a little bit. But if someone's like, you know, like the watered down thing, like, no, you can't let people judge you um, by by how they think a Christian should be. So, like, you know, there's plenty of times people say I take it easy, too easy or, oh, goodness, they hate it when uh, when I get along too well with Michael. And he's like, all you said was you disagree. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, what else am I going to do? Like burn him at the stake? Like we disagree. Like I know his points. And whenever we get to a point that we can't reconcile, it's like, well, you know, he thinks religion's fairy tales and I think he's wrong. And with all the love of Christ, we'll burn in hell if he doesn't change. But I'm not going to yell that. I'm not going to scream that. Like I know his feelings. He knows my opinions. Um, so there's there's no reason. But people like, you know, send Christian hate mail. Like, why didn't you tell him that louder? Why didn't you? I'm like, I'm not you, bro. Like, Jesus didn't say yell and scream. So if someone calls you a watered-down Christian for that, I mean, if you say, like, you know, play with healing crystals and everyone's going to heaven, I'd say, okay, you're probably a watered-down Christian if a Christian at all. But if you're, like, sticking, sticking to your convictions, like, you know, not shying away from the truth, but you're also not, like, you know, rubbing it in everyone's face every two seconds, it's like, you know, like how I did. Like, I, I would not probably, it's not my MO to go up to someone and be like, um, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Like, that, I, I don't see a situation where I would ever do that. Um, I would just like find another way to work it in. Fortunately, like this discussion group, um, you know, when something comes up that's sort of related, I'm like, oh, hey, that reminds me. In my religious discussion podcast just last week, someone was talking about that. And they're like, oh, you have a religious discussion? I'm like, yes, I'm a Christian. What do you think about Jesus? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, everyone's got different ways of, of presenting stuff. So if someone calls you a watered-down Christian if you're actually not, no, nah, they just need to cool their jets. Michael, are you on the phone still? I did invoke your name. Would you like to say anything? Or is he still on the phone? No, I just got off. Actually, you know what? That was serendipitous timing. Um, no, yeah, I think it's. I think it's interesting. Um, I think that. Uh, well, first, I should say Happy Humanist Day, everybody. Um, is it really? Yep, it is. Um, Wait, why is today Humanist Day? Um, I don't know. It's just a day that gets called, you know, kind of proclaimed and recognized as a, you know, kind of a national thing, just like everything else. Okay, go on. <laughs> You know, just like Arbor Day, you know, everybody's got a day for something. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's interesting. I think one of the, I think calling somebody out for not doing the thing the way you do the thing, I think actually I would agree almost with what Nate said without caveat, right? Um, you know, I think you, you know, hold to your beliefs. I, I would never rag on anyone for holding to their beliefs. But if they don't do something the way you do something, doesn't mean they're doing it wrong and you're doing it right. Um, and 
I'm, I'm also, oddly enough, reminded of a couple of Bible verses that says, you know, wor- you know, worry about the timber in your own eye. It's right? beginning. <laughs> yeah, but <Sorry. laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, you know, but I mean, but then the Bible also says, you know, to pass righteous judgment. Right. And yeah, I've, I've heard it said that that's only for people in the church, but lots of Christians take it the other way. Um, so I, but I think that there's I, I think at the end of the day, there's room for I think there's there's room for everybody. There's room for your opinions. Um, and, you know, but I, but I think lashing out at somebody because they don't do something the way it's like, uh, I've, like I've said before, I get, I get crap from other atheists on the definition of the word, right? Like, because there are some that say, oh, let, you know, atheism is just a lack of belief. Well, yes, but there's a couple of definitions. I happen to adhere to the, to the more philosophical one that's, you know, the belief that gods don't exist. And, you know, I get flack about that. I get flack all the time, just like Nate said a few minutes ago from one, hanging out here, and two, you know, being nice to people who are, you know, believers. And to that I say, you know, kick rocks. Of course, I don't say that. I say something else, but I won't say that in this room. Um, and I just think there's there's too much worrying about, you know, what other people are doing and how you're doing it. Just, you know, do your thing. I think as long as you're not hurting other people, you know, I think that's fine. Uh, John, you wanted to say something a while ago. Did you still... Want to say whatever you want to say? Uh, no, uh, I'm just listening right now. Thanks. <laughs> and I kind of think like the, you know, the different strokes, right? Like that makes me think like, you know, growing up, <laughs> uh, that's maybe you need to be a little less agreeable, Chris. Maybe, maybe go back like 50% the other way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. We'll never get you back. We'll lose you to the dark side for good. Um, we'll, 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 we'll get to you in just a second. After, hey, good morning. Give me one, one second until I kick this guy. Um, just kidding for now. But no, it reminds me of growing up. Like my, up my, my, my dad had <laughs> my dad had a uh, had a business that he did work for a lot of like local businesses and stuff like that. And anyways, there was this you know like we're very very like you know just normal traditional church going people. And yeah, I mean not now like everyone wears like shorts and flip flops. But back in the day, um, you know we we went to a church and it was like very conservative. Like the pastor always wore a suit and tie, like three piece suit. Like you'd think he was reformed. Um, and all the people wore their Sunday best and you know dress clothes and stuff like that. It's really annoying as a kid. But um, anyway, so my dad did some work for this place. And it was like, he's like, I think it's a church. I don't really know. But I saw some motorcycles parked outside. So anyways, he um, it was his town across uh, a little ways away from where he lived. So he went and like dropped off this order for for this guy. And it was like Biker Mike. And he was like a former Hells Angels from California. And, um, you know, like been to prison, all tatted up, like, you know, tons. Anyway, he had like a Christian motorcycle club because he found Jesus in prison for, I think, like stabbing someone. Um, anyway, so like he had a biker church and that kind of like, you know, I always remember that because I like changed the outlook. It's like, you know, there are a lot of people like if a preacher shows up in a suit and tie to talk to some guy in a motorcycle bar. I mean, he may get punched. But then if this guy shows up like biker Mike is like, oh, hey, you look like us. Like want to go, I don't know commit some crimes it's like no jesus changed my life he's like what you like you're scarier than me he's like yes so um i always thought i'm like you know you can't let everyone mold you into their image um because we should be molded into christ christian point but um that always stuck with me i'm like can you imagine if he's like oh yeah i dress too too scary or i dress this way or i need to wear long sleeve shirts to cover up my tattoos um then there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have found jesus because they would have never even entertained that conversation um to have that Anyway, uh, welcome, Monica. What's up? So I put some questions in chat, and I didn't know oh. if you guys would see them or if I should come up and speak them. 
I have a little time today, so I was going to give you guys that option. I was in a room with a white man. And the only reason why I say white man, because it's relative to the discussion. A white man who was standing in the breach against the evil conservatives for trans activism. And he said, if you say that trans women aren't women, you're transphobic. And I said, no, I, that means I adhere to science and biology. But the pressure is there to not speak accurately when confronted with untruth. And then how hard do we work? Because sometimes it's tiring. And also, trans rights or human rights, no. Human rights are human rights. Trans rights are a way for the traditionally marginalized and oppressed to exert power over the majority. And I'm not here for it. Try again. And so what was the question? Yeah, there is no... I, I, I actually, I actually didn't read chat. You, didn't, I, I you, you didn't hear the questions. Well, I, I, okay. Yeah, no, I, I didn't hear ranting about Hang, hang on, Bubs. Like hang on, Bubby. Good Lord. Bubs, hold on, ma'am. So um, Bubs is triggered. That's okay. That, well, My questions are, what if their beliefs are trans women or women are trans rights or human rights? What do you do with those people? Because you said, let them have their beliefs. Someone said on stage, I was walking, not paying attention, who made that comment? Let them have their beliefs. Well, yeah, except that their beliefs are getting 16-year-old girls elective <clears throat> surgery that has life-altering consequences. Did you okay, have I a question? I, I think, I, I th hang on, I think I got you it. You can't I, I think hear I my question? I think I, um, oh, sorry, I got a call. Yeah, I think I heard you. Let me see if I got this right, Monica. Um, you were talking about a while ago to the person that was talking about, you know, don't judge outside the church. Um, you know, God will be their judge. Don't, don't judge them. And then I, I said something, maybe you didn't miss it, but I'd, I'd reiterate and say that would be how I'd handle this. I'd say you're not necessarily judging them from a spiritual thing, being like, this is sin or something like that. Um, you would be saying, hey, this still affects my life. This still affects my world. So I'm not calling you out from some like religious point trying to judge someone outside, outside the church. I'm trying to just call you out and be like, look, the, I mean, you know, it, it's like in a non-religious way. I'll be like, right is still right. Science is still science. Facts are still facts. And facts don't care about your feelings. So I'm not, not talking from like a religious standpoint, because from a religious standpoint, I'm like, you need Jesus. What about this? You need Jesus. What about this? That doesn't matter. You need Jesus first. So if you get the hurdle that there is a God and Jesus is that God that can save you, now let's talk about some stuff that maybe need clearing up in your life. But until they get the Jesus point, none of that matters. But if they do stuff like what you're talking about or you know, it's very harmful to society or to them or whatever they're saying that's incorrect, uh, no. Saying like, no, I disagree, you're incorrect, and here's why, That I, I would say that's a different category than like trying to call them out for your religion. So yeah, I would say based on what I heard you say um, – yeah, you approach it from an evidence-based scientific standpoint, and you're like, biology is biology. There's no changing that. And then if someone says, don't do that, you're not supposed to call them out, I'd say, no, kick rocks. Um, so if I got you right, Monica, tell me, did I get you right? Because I think right. based on what you said, I, and I agree with that you. I, I understand that I trigger people because the example I used uh, would affect a primarily, a primarily and traditionally marginalized group of individuals, but I can use other examples in our society about societal issues that have a long-term effect on us. Like a TED Talk that's telling women to self-sterilize because the world is an evil place and that bringing a baby in the world is hate. So 
I can use other examples if I offended someone by a topical one. But the I actually point don't stands. see the offense in there. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you I don't think see I... the offense in that. that no, I don't see. No, I don't. A position of authority to deny the, the the gift of children to the world, that our population rates are declining, and we're facing a crisis soon. The, the, the no, miracle Monica, of life should be protected. Yeah, yeah, Monica, that's not what I'm what? saying. First of all, you have a lot of background noise. I'm saying I don't Sorry. get why I don't get why people would be offended with what you said. Oh. Like it, it was just a oh, simple well, disagreement. We're, so we're, I, we're I, in definitely two different sides of Clubhouse. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I don't I mean Bob's I'm happy to bring you back up, but you, you were super, super hot and heavy. We don't like that. So be a little calmer. Yeah, I actually don't yeah, know what, I was, what would have been so wrong about that. It was a simple disagreement. I was hot and heavy because there was no question. She just came in here to give her little trans anti-trans spiel that she does in every conservative room that she's regularly in. All she does is think about the LGBT 24-7 and think of ways to just hatefully see rhetoric that may be even false according to them. So well, I mean, here's a question for you, Bobby. Even, even on this point, I wanted to be part of the conversation. I was interested in the discussion that was happening until we had the derailing of a random anti-trans diatribe from Monica for no reason posed as a quote-unquote just curious question. Okay. Wow. Um, I guess I have a I have a question along that line though, Bubby. Everyone's so Oh, can sexy. I respond to that? As, What's going on? I'd rather not. <laughs> well, I don't see good coming from this, but I I mean I really don't get it. Like it sounded Nate, like just, it sounded okay, hang on. It sounded just like two disagreements. But Bubs, as a I guess trans advocate, I, I don't really know your position, but maybe it's not anti, but maybe it's not pro. But anyways, so I, I was just reading recently, you know, in honor of Pride Month, um it's everywhere you, you go, um, you see this stuff. But um, it was talking about how um, it, it was, it. I almost did. I, I, I couldn't quite find the best way to work it in. Peace be upon it. But anyways, Bubs, so um, what, what's your stand on this thing? And as far as I know, it's from like a secular. Um, it was like a secular doctor. They're not a Christian. They're not even a theist of any kind. I don't believe. But they were saying um, about the, the trans surgeries and stuff like that, how there was so much. And they, it should be fairly eagle to easy to google what i'm talking about but they were doing like research and like getting into brain neurochemistry and stuff like that they're a neurochemist or something like something like that anyway so they were saying like how it's a disservice to basically humanity and it's a money grab by all these surgeons and doctors because you know when someone is identifies as trans they say their brain doesn't match their body and it seems like there's such a push for everyone to make the body match the brain yet when they like flood their flood their brain flood their body with like estrogen you know assuming it's going from male to female um uh, that they flood their body with estrogen and that actually changes the chemistry in their brain to feminize it, like hyper-feminize it. And then if that person was straight before, like, you know, they're biologically a male and they were attracted to females. Well, by the time they like flood their brain with all this estrogen and, you know, transition them biologically, medically into a female, uh, you know, an anatomically, um, their brain is feminized. So they, now they actually have a propensity to like males. Um, and their whole case was, it's such a grotesque money grab because if you do this physical operation, you've got so much like a lifelong patient and it's just so easy to get into like nefarious territory versus the other way. If someone's like, well, my body doesn't match my brain, then you could apply that same principle. And instead of flooding them with estrogen and doing surgery, that's like changing two things. You could instead, if it's a male who thinks they're female, you could just, you know, give them testosterone boost. And then instead of making their body, which is incredibly in depth, match their brain, you would just quickly and cheaply and easily make their brain match their body. What are your thoughts on that? Wow, Nate, that's like amazing. Yeah, I never I, heard that one. I, 
Yeah, my thoughts on that are the same that I have of the insurance industry within hospitals. All medical facilities try to rack up bills and mess with your money as much as possible, especially in the American care system. So it's not a surprise that the same thing would be happening with the with trans bottom surgeries. Now, when we look at most of this stuff, for example, 90% of the time, you don't need those x-rays or 90% of the tests that the doctors are running at you when you have a slight injury and you go to the hospital. Whenever that happens, they're just trying to rack up the bill for your insurance so that they can get paid more. You walk in there and say, I don't have insurance. They'll give you what you need. You pay and you go right in the same way that this will happen here so i just see it as hyper specifying on a certain group when this happens all throughout the united states medical system oh yeah it's entirely predatory but since we were talking about this topic um yeah i mean what are, I, I, i've never thought about that before right because you know even as a christian who you know who is not trying to call out one sin over another because it's like oh great you've made a compelling case why you know trans issues are inherently sinful which i don't think you can say they're inherently sinful because it doesn't have it. Anyways, so I mean, like, assuming I took that approach, and they're like, oh, yes, I recognize my ways are sinful. Um, well, great. You, you still don't believe in Jesus, and you still have any number of, like, outstanding sins. So why bother? So any, anyways, as a theist who takes that approach, um, I've never considered that before. I'm like, you know, that does make sense. Like, what would the, the pro, the trans pro advocates or trans people themselves think about that? Like, because, I mean, just on its face, it seems like something worth trying, right? Like instead of like trying to go get a surgery and like, you know, become a lifelong patient of the system, like with increasing medical predatory cost, like why would they not just like take like whatever their biological, you know, sex is, their anatomical sex is, why don't they just like take a couple boosters associated with that gender, estrogen or testosterone, whatever is applicable and see if that fixes things. Because if that makes their brain easily match what their body is, that may just save that patient a lifelong of headache, and complications and turmoil. Nate, it just seems like everyone should somewhere? agree that's worth a shot. Because I've never heard this before. Like this is a complete to me. This is a completely unique take. I've like never heard this idea no, before. Did I, you come up with this really, on your own? This this idea uh, has wow, been gee, I would be tempt, I would be tempted to tell a lie if I if I hadn't just prefaced that with um you know I, I heard some like neurochemist or neuroscience person um say it, which I guess you missed. But if I hadn't gave that like huge preamble. I, I may be tempted to lie and be like, yes, I'm so smart. But um, fortunately, God has spared me that temptation because, yeah, no, I, I totally saw this. It was an interview of someone last last week. Um, it, it should be easy enough to find. If you can't, um, I can look back at my history and find what I was watching and get the guy's name. I think, yeah, it was a guy. But it was, it was this group of, like, um, ne neurochemists or neuroscientists, something smart. And that was their whole take. And I'm like, you know, that is – it's like Dave Ramsey, right? Like – when, like financial people like can't stand him because like he just says stuff everyone knows it's common sense and he's so dumb blah 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 like, he just got lucky and I'm like well yeah I mean it's so simple but I mean no one actually does it it's one of those things that, like everyone knows but then like when you hear someone just lay it out plainly not unlike the gospel by the way people are just like oh huh so it's like it, it, whenever I heard that I'm like you know everyone should know that that's such common sense but why didn't I think about that like in all these conversations we've had. Why has, has not myself or anybody else thought of that? It's like because they're, they're pumping the brain full of whatever chemical they want to change to or hormone they want to change to in addition to the surgery. Why don't they just, you know, give them the correct hormone associated with their anatomy and see if that fixes it? And if it doesn't, well, then proceed on for a life of stuff. But um, well, the reason no, I, that, that's not original to me. The, re the reason what? I'd say it's, it's not a very smart idea to do that would be because – if you're like, let, let's say hypothetically it even works, right? Let's say it works. Why haven't gay people just got out and got a crap ton of testosterone to make themselves straight? 
like, oh, well, that's different. Yeah. If, well, if, well, we didn't think to well, do well, wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Even you would disagree with that, Bubby, I think, because that's a category shift. Like, you know, your self-identity. God, why do I know this? No, um, no, I mean, your self-identity doesn't well, hang, hang on. Self-identification I'm finish, with sexuality. Is, hang I'm not trying to conflate the two. Hang on, Bubs. This, you, but you just did. You said, why wouldn't you pump no, gay people? No, I'm not, because I was addressing Bobby. your Let no. me explain my point to you so you know what you're addressing. No! Let me. I, I hang on. I, you stopped me halfway through. I already know what I want to address. If there's something else, then we'll continue. But I want to address this. You just said, and I know you'll agree. Why don't we pump gay people full of, full of testosterone? Because they're just going to be a really testosterone infused person that still likes who they like to hook up with. Like that doesn't have anything to do with self identity. So like self identity is like you know I am this and I, I identify this way. It has if they're celibate, they still have to identify themselves as something. That's where the hormones would come in with whatever they self-identify as. When we're talking about who you hook up with, hormones don't play a fact in that. It would just make you want to maybe have sex more or less. But if you're if you're a dude that likes uh, chicks, testosterone is just going to make you like wanting to do that more. If you're a gay dude that likes gay dudes, testosterone is just going to make you want to like have sex more. That's all I was trying to say, bubs. And uh, real, real fast before you respond, Chris, if you'd like to continue singing my praises real quick, even though I totally don't deserve them. Kumbaya. I, I think it might be jump in with something. I think it might be problematic to suggest I mean, you know, the first thing we say is, you know, none of us are medical professionals, right? Um, but I, I don't know the whether there's efficacy or not to simply using a lot more uh, hormone one way or the other. But one of the one of the distinctions that, that, that should be made, and I don't think there'll be a lot of agreement here, is that while biological sex is binary, gender is not. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why you don't just say, oh, well, you just pump the other hormone into the person. And, and I, I, uh, I did read, I'm not sure about estrogen, uh, but I did read, I mean, one of the problems can be, you know, pumping too much testosterone. There can be other negative side effects from a behavioral perspective as well with people who have, you know, too much testosterone as well as other problems from like uh, illnesses and diseases and stuff like that. Um, so th that, that could be, uh, problematic as, as well. Uh, Bob's, I, I did try to invite you back. So if it's not working, let me know, but I think God may be keeping you out. Um, I'm, but I, you can, I did you can to... mod me today, Nate, because I'm all about the Kumbaya. So like, I'm going to be gentle. As all right. A let's let's yeah. give you a temptation to sin right here. All right. Yeah. Chris, sometimes you when, you inviting Bubby. when you move people down, you can't bring them back up on this app sometimes. Which should just go to say, hey, don't make me move you down. Like, I, I move people down very, very little. But, I mean, you know, if the mod can't get a point out, even if he interrupts someone. He's um, back. It's you know. okay. He's back. <laughs> yes. I also would like to invite him to check my replays because this is not the only thing I talk no, about. Okay. I, don't, I don't need to see you. Right. Be convicted in your wrongness. That's fine. Be stupid no, no, no. on purpose. I love that for you. Hey, Nate. And How does Kumbaya Chris handle this? How so, does Kumbaya Chris so, handle Nate, this? Nate, <laughs> as I said, my main point to you, which you completely missed, which is why I said, let me explain the point, which was, in the thing that you read out, you stated that the thing that you had seen said that because they were being pumped with estrogen, they may have gotten to points where they started actually liking men instead of liking women. And at that point, my point was directly addressing that saying, if the solution was to just pump them with tea or pump them with estrogen, right, to try to fix those solutions, why haven't gay people done that already if that's going to be the outcome and the effect that the thing is saying that you were reading out? That was my point. 
Well, because then gay people would say you're saying there's something inherently wrong with liking dudes. Like, what if there's like a guy that's like, I don't recognize me liking guy. By the way, I hate your gun. Don't believe in him. But I, I, I'm a gay guy, and I like other gay guys. And if you try to tell me I need hormones to make me like girls, I don't want to like girls. I am a guy, and I like guy, and I don't. I, I like guys, and that's just how it is. So it's not like it's not. I'm like, completely clipping. I'm completely clipping <clears throat> the last statement. It's going to be great. I'm going to play that all the time now. <laughs> Well, and that's how Chris Kumbaya's it. Well, but Bubby, that's what I'd say. So you'd have to say the gay people would be inherently, they'd have to admit that they're that liking men is wrong, which I mean, of course, from a no, Christian they wouldn't. Yeah. Have, no, because trans people aren't saying that men or women are wrong whenever they decide to transition. So that wouldn't be a valid argument either. It's not saying that anything's wrong. It would just say that they want to change. That's it. Yep. Okay, James. Yeah, I was going to agree with what Bubs is saying. So the same would apply for someone wanting to uh, identify as a different gender. Same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm not these people. I'm not the. Wow, this is going to be a problem. So I'm not these people. Um, but I just think as a layperson, it makes sense to, you know, not maybe get someone completely roided out and on a testosterone or whatever. Um, but uh you know, maybe like a mild increase of a hormone therapy before you do like hundreds of thousands of dollars of bio anatomical surgery and you're absolutely beholden to, you know, this corrupt medical insurance, whatever. Um, I just think, you know, before you do that, just give it a little shot. And, uh, you know, um, let's see. By the way, before Chris, before, hang on, before, before Chris clips this, if there was any, if there was any confusion, I was, t uh, you know, that was to make a point from their perspective. I'm a happily can married you, straight man. So going back to the topic, I think your argument's also really good because if you're going to make the case about what's in the best interest of a child, it would seem taking that step would be better than to just jump into surgery, which everyone has pointed out is completely life-changing. They're under 18. We don't think we're old enough to drive. Or drink. That's the steps so that already do happen. Uh, Monica, you were trying to say something a second ago. Those are the steps that already do happen, though. Like you already have to go uh, through Monica? psychology examination. You have to go through HRT first. You don't just go in and ask to get your your penis chopped off, and all of a sudden, oh, okay. So they, uh, oh, so they do ho the hormone treatment. Yes, hormone treatment. HRT prior to uh, actual reassignment surgery is extremely common and mostly required by some doctors to even have. Quote is extremely common. So I wonder what the percentage of not common right. and not So they just proved they just proved that what Bubby is saying is incorrect because there was just an undercover thing where they uh, went to all of the uh, referral agencies for uh, trans surgeries and they were able to obtain a referral with no gender dysphoria no diagnosis of gender dysphoria, no HRT. They simply did the paperwork so the insurance company would pay for it. Uh, so Monica, Nate, hang, hang, on, Monica, hang on, hang on. I'm trying Thanks, to be Nate. a fair mod. Monica was trying to say something a little bit ago. Right. And then we're going to get some people that haven't been speaking. Right. I just wanted to bring it back to the topic since I felt like I derailed the room a little bit. Um, live by example was your point that you were making. Be, be so reflective of Christ and Christ's works that people want to seek him out and and then acknowledge your flaws and be humble with it. I got in a vicious argument last night with someone 
because I said people can say whatever they want to say um, and that's their free speech and then we have freedom of association and we have the ability to contest what they say and he said and uh, the guy said oh look at her validating the use of this word but he uses worse words so the hypocrisy of it was something I needed to discuss this morning thank you Nate sure uh, Ramon well, actually, Nate, can, I think spoken... can you share that video yeah. Golly, I'll, I'll have to, the... I'll have to, be, oh, okay, James, take a seat, stop interrupting me, you, you say why, you're about to say why you're interrupting me, why you're interrupting me, I specifically said Monica's going to speak, then I'm going to call on some other people, yes, James, I will have to get that video for you, I'm going to have to look through my history if you guys can't Google it and immediately find it, I, I can't imagine you couldn't, but that's why, James, you're not being persecuted, um, you're just not following what I'm saying, Ramon, <laughs> did, did you want to say anything this morning? Nah, just listening right now. How about you, Sean? Welcome. Hey, but real quick, can we get to back to the topic of Bubby having uh, lunch with me today? Bubby, you're going to have lunch with me today or not? Probably not. He's going to because you're a transphobe, Chris. I know. Sean, what's up, Sean? Um, is it a personal reason, a preference ah. reason, or a scheduling? Hang on. Hang on. I don't want to go the way of James. People. There is a plan. I am laying it out with all the love in my heart, which is increasingly less. Sean, would you like to speak? See? Three, two, one. All right, Monica. Well, you know, there's freedom of association again. But um, I would I would take a free lunch with a clubhouse friend. I've taken I mean, Bubby to lunch. a few free lunches, but like Wait a minute, has Bubby know. ever taken you? In the woodshed. <laughs> Yeah, right. He is 20 years old. I am 50. I have the means to take Bubby to lunch. He's a poor college student that can barely pay for his gas. That's true. It sounds like you're lording success over him. He could wash your no. face or something. So you have bank He's... privilege, basically, Chris? Yeah. Yes. I have white privilege. True. Over Bubby. No, I don't and really. Hey, Stop. Bubby. Don't do white privilege. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Bubby, Stop it, Chris. Take question, that back. <laughs> the other question that I have for you is... <laughs> How much taller no, is Beyonce? No, it's not you? white guilt. Because I'm I'm seeing this in your picture now. Wait, what's the comment? Or how much it? taller is your fiance than you? Uh, only an inch taller, inch and a, inch and a half, I think. In that picture, she's at least six inches taller than you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. I'm she's just saying. lovely. That's when you knock her in the knees when she gets sassy. No, Harold, we don't advocate for, for uh, yeah, we don't have don't advocate Nancy Carrot or Tanya Harding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the official position of Ask a Christian is we do not accept violence against women. Absolutely. The implication being men is okay. Just how about no violence? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want to punch me in the face at some point, no harm, no foul. That's what boys do. We hit each other. Oh, fine. Okay. Hey, I wanted to say something very briefly to Monica. Um, Monica, when you were when you were attempting to ask your question, you noticed there was a lot of misunderstanding to what you were trying to say. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, when a lot a lot of times when people are very passionate about things, different topics, they do have when they go in to ask a question. They'll what what happens a lot of times is people will ask a question, but they're also teaching and preaching all in the midst of asking a question 
before and after asking the question. And then by the time they're done teaching and preaching, it gets a bit difficult. The waters get muddy into what exactly you're asking because it's, it's like you're asking something and then you're even answering your own question all at the same time. So by the time you're done, it's like, okay, well, what were you trying to ask? You see what I'm saying? So when I was posing my question, did you hear it because you're open and actively listening and you didn't prejudge me based on previous interactions? Because I think there's a component. No, I value your criticism. I love constructive criticism. You you got me. I own that. I'm going to work on that. But then also people come at me because they've heard gossip about me and then they prejudge me without listening. So that's another component. Yeah, no, I've I, I've never seen you before. It's the first time I've seen you. So, so that yeah, I don't, that I don't probably think we've ever spoke before. That probably helps you hearing me better than other people. So thank you. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, I was I was listening, and I I don't think we've ever interacted before. Um, so yeah, it's not a big deal. Like I just need to clarify, and I think you know what, like at two minutes, and we were we we're on on the way. But uh, concrete, you have not spoke yet. Um, do you have anything on your mind? Nate, it wasn't about you, but okay. <clears throat> Oh, I was just saying, since I was the one that addressed it, and I'm like, what's your question? You're like, you didn't hear a question? I'm like, I, I did not. Like, I'm not trying to. Anyways. It was an everything. Uh, what, Concrete? No, no, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, okay. Probably safe. Uh, Daniel, what's up, Daniel? <laughs> oh, yeah, how's it going? How is everybody? <laughs> oh, I'm having a great day. I'm very peaceful, <laughs> and I'm singing Kumbaya. This is what it, this is what attracted Bubby to the stage. He's, All he's you have doing to do pen, he's doing penance yesterday. When I get a chance, I yeah. question for free. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to bring up a ask a quick question, kind of like a survey. So lately, there's been um, some debates and discussions about um, this uh, idea of Arminianism and this idea of Calvinism being in conflict. Uh, this topic's been um, banned by Nate. Oh, is it? <laughs> I mean, we could do it for about a minute. It is, yeah. yeah, go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, the basic question is, is this being dramatized within the community? Is it just, or is there some significant difference? How do Christians from on other side of the fence feel about um, how big the gap is between these two ideologies? And that's my question. Extremely giant. <laughs> It's not a salvation issue, and every time I don't care about context, this is just a, uh, something that sticks in my head. So if it's, anyways, but but like whenever they're talking about genealogies and their stuff, but like when the Bible talks about you know warn them before God, uh, you know don't like don't get involved in like foolish quarrels and genealogies and all this other nonsense, and it goes on like another place to say like you know this type of talk is like cancerous and ruins all who hear. So every time like some something non-salvation issue comes up even if it's important, if it's not a salvation issue and we can talk about it, but then if people start getting like super, super irate and vitriolic, I just, I just hear that like pounding in my head. I'm like, this has got to be so clearly one of the things this is talking about. Like this is not a salvation issue. And although it may be an important issue, how you work out your faith and it has implications based on the other doctrines you hold, if it gets, if it's not salvation and it gets to the point where people can no longer be civil about it, and they're like yelling and screaming and calling each other not true Christians, all this other nonsense, um, for, it is just ridiculous. I cannot stand it enough. 
So I, I, that, that's my take on it. Yeah. For salvation, it is utterly useless. It is not a salvation issue. Both sides end up at the exact same spot. If there's a Christian and, you know, by their fruits, you know them, like by their fruits, everyone's judging. And they're like, oh, well, that seems like a biblical example of a Christian. They're emulating Christ very good. They profess Christ. We don't know their heart. But the same data that once saved people, the eternal security people, the Calvinists, the Arminian, will look at that person and say, well, by all accounts, they're a Christian. And if they remain that way in those same metrics until they die, the Calvinist Arminian are going to say, well, it seems like we'll see that person in heaven because they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And if that person like, you know, if that person is turns into a terrible, evil, sinful person just doing all kinds of evil, the Arminian will be like, well, you know, they're not currently on God's good side. They should come back and get on God's good graces. And the Calvinists will say, well, um, they, they are not good with God. They need to become good with God. And so the point is, no matter how you slice that pig, both sides are going to come to the same agreement. Either they're cool with God or they're not cool with God. Exactly. Um, okay, someone else talk. And let's I, get, agree let's with, I agree with Nate. I, I just don't think it's the biggest gap as, as you may think it is, uh, Daniel. That's, that's my view. I think there's a giant gap within there. Extremely ginormous gap. Uh there's just some distinctions in between the theology, specifically when it comes to synergism versus monergism. And I don't care how many Armenians try to die on the hill that it's monergism, it's not. Um, and from that standpoint, that's already a giant difference there. There's a lot of big differences from the other implications of what Armenians also hold to, at least theological-wise, compared to uh, Calvinists. Uh, there's the difference between people believing in dispensations versus covenants, right? You have different people uh, thinking about soteriology, the percent or the logical order of how people are saved, what is the metric by which people are saved, how does that essentially come to flesh out? There's a giant gap in between both positions that I think is borderline irreconcilable. Yeah. And if people can talk me, about I would that say... simply, then great. That would be like the Bereans studying the scriptures daily, trying to come to terms with what they believe and why they believe it. But when it crosses that line to vitriol, you're hurting everyone and probably yourself. Uh, who was talking? Hey, yeah, go good ahead morning, everybody. Oh, was bad. it you who were just talking? Was, uh, go ahead, Ramon Rafas, then we'll get to you, Gray. No, I was going to say Armenianism is just theological humanism is the way I see it. Uh, Gray, what's up, Gray? Hey, just saying good morning. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, one second. Um, Daniel, did that did that give you any insight? Like you have me and John saying it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Bob says it's okay. Yeah, so there's a com- sort of a mixed bag here. I personally, from the outside, I, I don't see that there's, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what to make of it, but... Uh, but it seems like there was a, some, it's divided even here. So I'll just keep listening. Thank yeah, you. I mean, as far as the, the base. Oh, well, hang, hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. I cut Gray off twice. <laughs> Gray, go ahead. No, I was just saying good morning. I hope everyone has a great day. Oh, thank you. Good morning, too. Uh, yeah, John. Yeah, as far as the basics, right? We believe that we are saved by faith, right? We believe that the. God exists in three persons. We believe that the incarnation of Christ, all of these things unify us as Christians. And so uh, how someone comes about faith in Christ, uh, although important, just like Nate said, is not a deal breaker in the sense that that the bottom line is that they uh, confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and they believe that God raised him from the dead. 
and, and we are saved. And so I don't think people, uh, Calvinists are going, oh, you are minions are going to hell. I don't think that's what's going on. I just think that the, they're passionate about what they believe and they think they're in error maybe, as Mr. Ramon says, uh, he believes that Arminian is a sort of a humanism, right? However, ultimately, uh, it is God who saves and he draws us to him and it's by faith that we're saved. Uh, we, we both believe that wholeheartedly. Well, John, do you think that synergism is a works-based? Um, yeah, conceptually, in that sense, I, I do agree with that, right? It, 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 to, me, to me, it takes away from the glory of God. It takes away from his sovereignty. It takes away, I think it's problematic for numerous reasons. But ultimately, irrespective of whether the individual thinks that they chose God or that, or, or the, or the, you know, the reformed person thinks that God chose them, right? The bottom line is that they believe. How they believed is a different question, but it's not as significant because the bottom line is that they do believe. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with just personality traits and, you know, human flaws. Because, I, I mean, I agree with what John said, but it's how, you know, what hill, what's everyone's pet project, that the hill they're going to die on? For me, I mean, maybe I'm too easygoing, but, I mean, maybe that's because it doesn't matter for salvation. Um, but if someone's like, hey, Nate, you know, how did you become a Christian? I'm like, oh, I chose God. And they're like, because he chose you first, right? Right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean by that. And then they're like, but uh, would you say that, you know, God granted you repentance? Okay, sure, fine. That's all fine, too. Like, it's all fine. Like, some people would take each of those three points I just made in, like, ten seconds, and they would die on each and every one of those hills because you didn't say the exact terminology just the way they want. When I could just imagine, like, God face for and be like, guys, you believe in me. I died for your sins. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to speak for God, but I think there's – God forgives crappy doctrine. So if you don't have all the nuts and bolts, like, fine-tuned, like a, a Swiss watch um, – you're doing just fine. If you start messing up like big things and salvation issues, well then, I mean, that that's like the only, like the gospel is like the only thing you can't mess up. Everything else, you can, you can have really bad um, illogical reasons for coming to your conclusions and you're still going to get into heaven. I think I for one say enjoy, something about a Calvinist. Yeah, I for one enjoy our new uh, Calvinist <clears throat> overlord. You heard me say I chose God, right? Yeah, we say Calvinists say the same thing. We okay, say well, we chose God. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Chris is right Arminius. After we got right after right after our heart was redeemed. Hey, Chris, I got a question for you when I when I get a chance. Go ahead, Harold. What's your question? Yay! First of all, good to see you, brother. Um, my question is this: Matt Slick says that the Trinity doctrine is, and, the, and I promise you, this is just, I'm not trying to get combative on it. I just want to get your, your perspective on it. Matt Slick says that the Trinitarian doctrine is not explicitly taught in scripture. His belief is that it is just hinted at, and it is derived by a collection of scriptures. Okay. I wanted to know, do you agree? Sure. I'd agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. So the way that we arrive at the Trinity is through the logical implications of the theology taught by the New Testament. So the Trinity is not directly revealed in the Old Testament, and there is not a direct reference to the Trinity in the New Testament, as we know. 
So the way that we arrive at the doctrine of the Trinity is through systematic theology. That doesn't make it any less of an important doctrine, and it doesn't make it any less true. It just means that we're using the logical implications of the revelation we have received in Scripture to arrive at a doctrine of God that matches what we see in Scripture. Right. Like, for, ex for example, if we were to have me talk about my family, right? And I were to talk to you, Harold, I'm just like, yeah, um, I have a brother whose name is Daniel. I have a mother whose name is Patricia. I have a father whose name is Nelson. And then my father has a sister whose name is Andrea, right? We can do logical deduction from those statements. And even though it didn't explicitly state my aunt's name is Andrea, we can logically deduce if it's my brother's sister and hers name is Andrea, the brother's sister's relation to me is an aunt, therefore aunt's name is Andrea. Kind of that. We're taking the whole of what I said and looking at logically how it works together and drawing the conclusion that X exists from looking at the, comp uh, at the comprehensive scripture all of itself, not just certain proof texts to just pick apart every now and then. But is your brother's sister biologically his sister or stepsister? You see? Yeah, and we can get into that if we had more context of things that I was saying, right? But what I'm but what I'm just trying to point out is how people logically deduce things based off a corporeum of information, even when all the information isn't or explicitly well, stated. So so I'm Harold sorry. Oh sorry. Go ahead. I'll explain why I asked that. Because and I'm I'm really wanting to understand y'all your take on it. Because if the Trinitarian doctrine is not explicitly taught out of all the things that are taught explicitly in scripture, right? Out of all the things that are explicitly taught in scripture, yet the Trinitarian doctrine is not, or the fact that God is triune is not explicitly taught, how could it be that important if it's not explicitly taught but only hinted at? You see? Because there's lots of salvific doctrines that are not explicitly taught. Why is the virgin birth a salvific doctrine, for instance? Well, I could say that that is explicitly taught because you have at least two. Well, the, well, the virgin birth is explicitly taught, but not event. the idea of why the virgin birth is specifically salvific. Right. Why is it necessary? The right. Well, why is the virgin birth necessary? Yes, we know the virgin birth is taught in Scripture. The Trinity is taught in Scripture, but it's not explicitly laid out. But why is the salvific nature of the belief in the virgin birth, why is that Salvific. Number one. That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, number one, it would be the fact that um, the things that are taught within the events of the virgin birth. So, for example, you have when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary in uh, in Luke's gospel, and then he goes on this whole sermon about, oh, by the way, he's going to be uh, son of the Most High. The power of the highest is going to come upon you. You know, he's going to sit on his on the father of his throne, uh, father, his father's throne, David, like all these things that surround the event of the virgin birth. That's why I would say it's most important. It would be very important.
but the Trinitarian doctrine isn't laid out the way that the virgin birth is laid out. No, but you're, you're missing, you're completely missing my point. Like you're not even in the ballpark. So my point is that there are doctrines wrapped up in the virgin birth that are salvific, that if you rejected the virgin birth, then you would not by definition be a Christian. The exact same thing is true for the Trinity. If you reject the Trinity, there are doctrines wrapped up in the Trinity and the implications for the Trinity that would preclude you from being a Christian. The, the main one would be the incoherency of the hypostatic union in the oneness model. It's just, I mean, the reason oneness don't have academics or seminaries is because their doctrine is so illogical and dumb that like no one with a hint of education will come away believing it. Okay. And so you can be pseudo educated, but like, you know, like Marvin Sanguinetti or Jerry Hayes, but when you really get down to it, it's an illogical doctrine that doesn't make any sense because you're, you're, you're wrapping the essence in with the person. And so then logically the whole thing falls apart. You get into powder passionism, you know, all of these other logical implications that make oneness complete nonsense. And the same thing with Unitarianism, when you dump the Trinity then all of Christianity falls apart and becomes nonsensical just internally from the internal Christian, you know, we're not talking like atheists think that Christianity is nonsense. We're talking like internally without the Trinity, Christianity reduces to a pile of logical inconsistencies. Well then if, all right, this is my last thing. Well, if there's so much wrapped in the Trinity, one could, I mean, I could say the same thing about any other thing that's taught because the whole Bible is interconnected. There's, it's hard to not have one without the other. It's hard to have the egg without the bread. It's hard to have the fork without the spoon. It's hard to have the, the spoon without the knife. Everything is pretty much interconnected. So even if you're thrown off by one, you could be thrown off by everything else. You understand what I'm saying? That's why there are several doctrines that are, what we say are the essentials of the historic Christian faith. The reason the Trinity is, is in there as an essential along with the virgin birth and the second coming is again, the implications of rejecting those doctrines lead to logical inconsistency within the Christian worldview that is irreconcilable. Fair enough. Thank you. Great. Glad we solved that problem. You're holding yourself together very well today, Chris. <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord. For now. Kumbaya. Come on, Bubby. Chain, like, jump in. You can sing. I will Kumbaya. never that song out of my oh. mouth. <laughs> we, we've, we've dialed down a little too much now. Can we get some more, a little bit more controversy? Just about like 30%. Well, I got some good news. <clears throat> What's that? I'm moving today into my new apartment, and my rent per month is about to go down by $800. Wow. Congratulations. I'm so excited. 
I mean, if the Lord puts that on your heart to send any of us some money. Um, <laughs> well, um, also, yeah, by the way, congratulations on saving money. My wife is down there in Florida right now. Um, she went to the ice bar in Orlando last night. Yeah, that's one of my clients. Oh, ice bar is pretty nice. Yeah, I, I run how, their network. How are things on that front, Harold? Any any uh, good news happening there? The Lord's saving grace shall prevail and is prevailing. So wait, Bubby, instead of having steak for lunch with me, would you go to ice bar? Like, it seems inconsistent. Oh, no, I just said the ice bar was a cool place. That was it. Fair. What is the ice bar? It's like, so it's like a normal bar, but then they have a giant freezer where there's like an actual bar made of ice and they have glasses made of ice and then, you know, you wear parkas and it's like a whole thing. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Just be normal. Oh. I mean, <laughs> 75% of the bar is just a regular bar. And then there's like 25% that's within this freezer that you can put these parkas on and go sit in the freezer. The for a 25% while. Why do that's in the freezer is the best part of it all. The Why do you Calvinists like beer so much? Drink. Do what, Nate? Why do Calvinists like beer so much? Because it's good. Because it is proof that God loves us and cares Bro. for us. Uh, sheep, you got anything to say, Sheep? No, not so far. Everything sounds great and sounds awesome. So, just listen. All right. Well, no one's no one else is up here to ask stuff to get Bubby politically stirred up. Let's uh, see if let's see if there's anyone in chat that would like to come say something. Feel free to join us or just type in chat. Kumbaya. No. No. Anybody else want to join me in a round? Let's no one does. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya, my lord. Yes. Kumbaya, my lord. Bob is a must. <clears throat> How you doing, Bobby? Oh, stuff, stuff is All right, we've got some people speaking. The heck is All wrong right. with you people today? What is so going much. on? Mama's well, what's up? What's up to L first? Uh, yeah, she's no. in timeout. I said Jesus rode a dinosaur and she did not join, so we're going to let L say something real What? Fast. When? I missed it. <laughs> what? You were right, right there in chat. I'm like, Steph, Jesus rode a dinosaur. Jesus rode a dinosaur. And you ignored me. When? Yesterday? I'm sorry. I need to quit this job. Is the thing. <laughs> I know, right? L, what's up, L? Hello, hello. How is everybody? I think Hi, I join us in a round of Kumbaya. Keep singing Kumbaya, and it's getting... What's going on, L? It's giving... I never want to hear that again. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Steph, yep. it's a pleasure. So what's going on? Do you have a question or comment? L? Sorry, I'm traveling in a pretty remote place, so... I have a red bar. I don't even know if you guys can hear me. Uh, we do. We do hear you. Mostly I just came up because uh, I saw some of my favorite people in here, and the Kumbaya drew me up, oh, I'll be honest. Yes! I know. Okay, well, I guess. All right, Please Steph. Um, <laughs> so for Chris's penance yesterday, because he was, he was going off the rails, um, even, even for him, he, he's being super, uh, super easygoing, compassionate to a fault mod um how about you steph 
Well, what does that have to do with me? What did I do? I, I don't know. I'm, Maybe I'm you can be defensive about you and, and take over. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still being passive aggressive for you not answering Jesus' word of dinosaur. I'm so sorry. Um, it, that's, that's my problem, not yours. Um, anyway, what's up? How's life? You making that money? I'm making that money. Yeah, it's summer and the kids are I'm like, they're out of school tomorrow. So today and tomorrow is basically the last time that I have any peace. So hustling, you know. Wait, your summer's just now starting? Yeah, tomorrow's their last day. You guys are weird. Our thing ended in May, bro. What's wrong with y'all? I know. Yeah, it's Our awful. It always starts after Labor Day and ends end of June. Uh, Chris, so, what's up, Chris? Wait, so do you guys start in September or something? Yeah, Just after kidding. Labor Day. Yeah, like the first week of oh, September. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Chris Claus, how are you? Uh-oh. Do we know Oh, there, there you are. I'm Chris doing good. Can you I saw your red shirt, well. Chris, and I thought... Yes, we hear you. So, Chris, I saw your shirt, and I thought it was like weed plants on your shirt. And I was like, <laughs> what in the what? Awesome. And then I looked and saw the palm trees. Pineapples, right? Oh. So, what's up, Chris? Claus? It's my uh, Hawaiian shirt. When I, it's my Hawaiian shirt for when I go down to Cuba. That's when I was down to Cuba. Most of <laughs> oh, now you're cutting out. I agree with that. The only way that Bubs can prove he's not a Muslim is to eat some pork with me today. You know what? Maybe I actually, let, let, let me get a proof of the PTR. Give me two seconds. Let me see this real quick. Oh, perfect. Here you are. You have a Muslim picture? Uh, this is my PTR whenever I debate Muslims, so give me a minute. I went to the dentist yesterday and had like twice, and like my whole jaw was like swollen shut for like the rest of uh, rest of the day. It's like the mouths of the lions. It was awful. Yeah. All right, there's the PTR. All right, let's see what this is. All right, let's see what's gonna get Bubs murdered. President of Dawa. <laughs> That's So, Bubby, I still suspect that your fiance is at least five inches taller than you. That's fine. Keep suspecting it. It's cool. She she wears heels anyway. Half the time we go out to events, so it's even worse then. So, I mean, I'm used to it at this point. So she's like six hey, foot Dr. four in heels. At this point, practically. What's up, Doctor Who's? What's up, guys? What's on your mind today? I don't much. Just bored. Just come to yeah, hang out Bubs is, is definitely a terrorist. That is true. I am a terrorist. Wait, I before, before we get into that, why aren't we letting Bob up? Can we please let Bob up? You why want, do Bob, you want up? Bob up? I'm, Bob I'm, here? Scared, I'm Bob scared of Bob. I'm doing oh, it. I'm doing it. Like, here we go. You know it's YOLO. You, no. you know the Trinity is oh. the greatest joke. Ah, Trinity makes God laugh. I'm oh, there. Yeah. you up and kill you if I find you I'm in my swamp. You don't Chris have to let me you up. into a Calvinist stuff. You don't have to let me up, Nate. I'm already here. Bob, come defend yeah. yourself. Look what's happening, man. Who's Bob? He's already I'm here. So confused. Bubby is you at know, the house of Bob? Uh, it's it's the original Kron, not the Hoffs or the Wars. The, the fact that you guys are letting Bob up right now is totally nonsensical and it's very heretical. I yeah, what do you mean by Bob you guys? Is. 
All right, Unibob. What's up, Unibob? Are you here? Unibobber. He's not. He's not accepting. Unibobber? Unibobber. Unibobber. Oh, is Clubhouse not letting Steph invite? That's wonderful. Oh. No, it's not. Oh. He's not accepting. All right, if you guys really want Bob, wait a minute. Steph, how me. tall All are right, you? All right, Bob, come on up. How what, Chris? How tall are you? Oh. Five foot two. Why? Oh, wow. Oh, nice. What? Oh, hey, someone actually has a question. Bob, I did seem to invite. Let me know if you want Yo, to. No, I just, I, I wanted no, to wait, just wait, wait, see, Steph, like. you do not look 5'2 in any of your pictures. At all. I am 5'2 and a little bit, and a little bit, like 5'2 and a quarter. So wait, uh, so wait. I ain't. So then <laughs> Bubby's fiance is like 10 inches taller than you? <laughs> really? She's six foot? No, her, her, my fiance is probably like, I don't know, maybe six, seven inches taller than so? I'm 5'10". Okay, just measure her. Hey, we actually have a question. Thank, thank the Lord. Okay, um, let's see. I have a question. When the Bible says to believe in Christ as Lord, what exactly do we have to believe? Compassionate Calvinist Chris? Or absentee Steph? Who would like to speak on that first? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop. Terrible. Uh, Chris wants to speak on it first. I just, I just wanted to keep talking about the height of Bubby's fiance. So you have a question. Answer the question. I don't care about Bubby's fiance's height. You matter though, Bubs. You she should. Matters. You both matter. Should. Yeah. Tall girls matter. Um. So. Yeah. So Christ is Lord. What this means is that when you are uh, going to become a Christian, part of the Christian part of Christianity is that you follow Christ. Like the literal meaning of the word Christian is Christ follower. And so you do the stuff that he says to do. And so when we say Christ as Lord, that means we accept Christ as Lord. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to be self-referential, but you know, you do the stuff that he says. Yeah. So, so I mean, Luke 18 talks about the Pharisee and the tax collector, and it's a perfect analog to this. Why does the tax collector walk away justified? Because he repented and believed God that he would be forgiven. Um, same thing for us. And uh, whenever Jesus encounters somebody in great sin, um, he forgives them of their sin and then says, go and sin no more. So that means that, you know, our heart position when we are given a redeemed heart will have new desires the way i look at it uh when i think of lord i think of uh like you know being uh supreme in a sense and being our creator lord of my life lord of my salvation in order for god to be lord uh that if and if he's the Lord of my salvation, I must recognize that I'm a sinner, and oh. and, that, and that he provides life and so forth. Uh, there's a little clarification. Uh, what exactly do we have to believe? Yeah. So like Romans ten nine and ten says, if you believe God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, all the other stuff they're talking about what Lord means, you will be saved. So what do you have to believe? That in a nutshell, uh, there's one God, one Creator God. This is Jesus. He came from heaven to earth lived a perfect, sinless life, didn't do anything wrong, didn't break any laws, and he was murdered. He was crucified on a cross. By his death, 
he paid for our sin. Like his blood, you know, that was shed pays for our sins. So all the stuff we get imperfect and we get wrong, those are called sins. So if we believe we've done some mistakes in our life and we're an affront to God, Jesus' death on the cross covers that and pays for that. And he was raised to life again. He was resurrected. So he says, if you believe that, that his death, burial, resurrection can cover for your sin and make you right and reconciled to God. If you believe that and ask Jesus to give you eternal life, forgive your sin, repent. That means stop doing what you know you shouldn't be doing anyway. And ask him to make you born again and give you eternal life. You are saved. And at that moment, we're told that the Holy Spirit lives with us and continues leading us and guiding us into this truth and understanding and knowledge of Christ. So that, that's what you must believe um, in a nutshell. That's the gospel. That's the stuff you cannot mess up. Um, and as far as Christianity goes, lots of them get that correct. Um, and you can, I mean, you can mess up all kinds of other stuff, but you can't mess that up. So that's what you must believe. Hey, Nate, what would be like the biblical definition of the word Lord? Would it be just king or master? Just for anybody in the audience that may not know. I've never looked it up like the specific etymology of the word. Uh, well, I mean, I would say what Chris, Chris and John said earlier, but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, the Greek word is curios. It just means Lord or master. Um, it meant basically royalty. Gotcha. Yeah, I just figured there might be like some non-English speakers or maybe some atheists in the audience, but I, I figured that's what it But Nate, you do know all that stuff you just spewed out of your mouth is deception, don't you? And so you know how I said that these are the things you cannot mess up? Meet the only person um, who, reg well, meet one of the few people um, who managed to right. mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> the Unibob. Just everybody high on Bob. Good morning, yeah. Unibob. Jesus did say that, you know, if you do not believe I am he, you will die in your sins. So basically, whenever we believe that he is Lord, we have to believe that he's the God who walked in the cool of the morning in the Garden of Eden, and he's the God in the burning bush, and that he's the uh, captain of the Lord's army. You know, we have to believe all this stuff. The captain. Know, once we learn this, that the captain, he is those people, you know, he is that God. The captain of the Lord's army? Yeah, Joshua Hang 5. should check it out yeah, sometime. <clears throat> Well, I'm still talking to, to Blackjack. He says Romans 10, 9 says to believe in Lord. I want to know exactly believe. I don't, I, I mean, clearly English is not the first language. I don't, did you understand what I said? Like, um, like we, we said exactly what to believe. So Jesus is God, death, that, burial, that, resurrection of that's, Jesus. That's the, ah, Bob, hang on. It was all fun and games when it didn't matter, but now we have someone that's asking, asking a serious question. So we'll have to get to your nonsense in a minute. Um, but no, that's it. So believe Jesus is God. He came to earth to live as a human, and he had a perfect sinless life. And through his death, burial, resurrection, he sacrificed himself. He let himself be murdered to make us, whoever, uh, will believe Jesus is Lord and believe that and call on him to forgive them and save them and give them eternal life. They will be saved. Um, I, I want to be thorough, but there's there's nowhere else to go. That is what you must believe. Um, did that clarify, Blackjack? Uh, if something was to believe him as God, there was no confusion. I'm confused. Uh, can you say that again? If something was to believe him as God, there was no confusion. Yeah, I don't really get what you're saying there. If someone were to believe, maybe. That's what he meant. But th what's the no confusion part? I'm ah. confused. 
So the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, who is God, came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect life, gave himself for us, for our sins, was sacrificed on a cross, was raised from the dead, was resurrected three days later, and now he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. If you believe that, ask Jesus to forgive you, make you born again, give you eternal life, you will be saved. And also, like I mean, Muslims, if you know, like Muslims believe Esau's in heaven, same thing. If God, if Jesus is God and He's in heaven, you know, at the throne, then you can ask Him, you know, ask Him to reveal Himself to you. Yeah. Anyone else have anything they'd like to add? Yeah, I, I think I want to. I don't know if he, if he understands. Like, I think also it's important to know it's all on the grace of God, right? So when you come to Him, if you're specifically asking how you want to be, you know, how you become a Christian, you don't work your way up, right? You come as you are, and you acknowledge who Jesus is as Lord and Savior, that who died for your sin. Then you know you come you come under His. Uh, rule and control and you become his then you work your salvation after that because it's the spirit that does all the work but first you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner and come to him and that he died for your sin i hope that helps too yeah um i you know when you view god as lord you have to view who yourself is right and so when you view god as lord you view him as a master that he's sovereign right uh, like a king, right, in control, a creator of you, you being the creature. So when you think about yourself, right, who are you, respects to the Lord. You have to know who you are. And so you are fallen short of his glory. And you and, and he and because of this, that that you die according to him, because he is sovereign over life itself. And so he gives us life. He's Lord of your life. He's Lord of your salvation. And the reason, if you believe that God is Lord of your salvation, you must believe that you are a sinner and that he can give you life, eternal life. And 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 the, the way that he gives you eternal life is by his grace through the belief that you have in him, through the faith that you have. And so it's in order, in order to understand who Lord is, you have to understand who you are. Hey uh, guys, can we bring up Afro for Africa forever? Since we have Chris Claus up here, and he loves dealing with Muslims. Um, uh, sure. If they want to come up, does someone raise their hand? I just gonna throw out there though. Uh, yeah, I like talking to Muslims, but there's many people on the stage, and I am going to work in like 30 minutes, so I'm not gonna have like a huge discussion. Well, I've got about 10 minutes, and I have to run. Uh, so yeah, this may be a fun way to end it. Who who was it? Africa? Was that who yeah, Africa oh. forever. He's a Muslim. Well, let's see if they want to see if yeah, they want to chat. He might not come out on stage, though. Oh, he says he can't join right now. Oh, hey, Yvette, what's up? <clears throat> All right, what's the last topic of the day? Who's got a juicy one? Well, I guess, Chris, if you'd like, you could talk to him as if he were here. <laughs> well, we do have Bob Sorry, on stage. We write scripture all the time. Uh, what? Cause? Yeah, we do have Bob on stage. You know, the guy that writes uh, scripture all the time. Did he come back up? Nah, he, he left or was kicked out. Yeah. Oh, 
I was lagging. Let's see. Africo says only the sun dying and the other two not dying means they are separate. Yeah, they're, that means they're distinct from one another. We believe that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are distinct persons from one another. Uh, so it would make sense with distinct persons that the Son, uh, being distinct from the Father and the Spirit, could enter his own creation. And while in the form of his own creation, willingly go to the death of the cross by crucifixion and raise on the third day. And that be totally logical. How do you figure he went willingly when he talked to his father about not going before the day? Y'all done messed me up. Y'all done told me Bob was down in the audience. I give an answer and there's Bob. I think I think Steph brought him back. Thanks, Steph. You're welcome. Why do you hate us, bro? Go ahead. Bob, did you, since you're I, here, Bob, would you say you're just wrong or literally demon-possessed? I say Nate and Chris are wrong. Bob is... And you're demon-possessed? Bob is the true and, and Israel. Steph is Steph is demon-possessed? Is that the... No, she's got a whole lot closer to not being demons than some others I know. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, Bob. Oh, you do you, wait, do you want a Bob pronouncing you innocent? <laughs> I want to fight Bob. He hasn't met me yet. He doesn't know how much of a demon this is. Come on. Let's go, Bob. I don't care I mean, what kind of I don't care what kind of demon you is. Alright. So what what what's his position? Unitarian, you guys said? The Unibomber? Yeah. The Unibomber? He's the Unibomber. Yep. No, I'm a son of God. Jesus is my brother. Deal with it. <laughs> That's a bumper sticker that theology right there. Bumper sticker nope. theology. Bobby, you, you wanted to contend with this? You, you know what? You, you know, All right, you know, talk that's to him. Fine. That's fine. How is Jesus not God, Bob? I'd love to know your reasoning for that. How is Jesus not God? Yep. Are you blind, or you just don't understand? No, I, I, I'm, ask, I'm, I'm asking you. Clearly, the slow one in here isn't me. So let's go again. I'll ask my question slowly this time. Why do you believe Jesus is not God? Understandable. Because, okay, I, I'll do it fast because I listen to God tell me. You know, Jesus is not me. Okay. Now, according to the question. scripture, according to the scripture, where is Jesus not God? What's the scriptural support for Jesus not being God? Answer Anywhere. directly. Son of God. What is what does son of man imply? Born of a woman. So okay, what does son of God imply then? Under that same logic. Born of a woman. <laughs> Bob, if you wouldn't mind, could you, Bob, could you tailor think, your response too? Because Blackjack is still asking questions, like uh, if Paul, so maybe you could kill two birds with one stone. If Wait, uh, Paul happened? said, to, it, I, I, I'm trying to see if you can address two things at once. Um, you know, dealing with Bob's demon nonsense, and also I think Black's perhaps serious question. Um, Black, so if you can do both at the same time, like maybe give us some references for why Jesus is God, because he says, um, if Paul, going off Romans 10, 9 to 10, if Paul said to believe Christ as God, then there is no confusion. But he is categorically asking him to believe as Lord. So if you can oh, work yeah. in like Philippians Lord, two Lord, six, how, yeah, Jesus Lord, being. If you, if you look at it for the most part, what John wrote in chat's right. It's Kyrios, which would be a designation uh, for Yahweh as well. So he would be Yahweh by by that definition. So yeah, John has it right there. Hope that helps, Black. 
Yep. So, Bob, again, can you show me a piece of scripture or your scriptural evidence slash argumentation other than saying, are you blind? Show me where Jesus is not God or how Jesus is not God more so. All right. Open your Bible, if you have yep. one, mm -hmm. to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Okay. And find out what God does with Gabriel. And then you should be able to figure it out from there. But if uh, you can, can you read it out? No. You I'm, not gonna do your I'm not going to do your homework for you. If you're going to present an argument, I'd like you to present it. All right. God sent Gabriel to talk to Mary about having a baby. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Mary said, how can this be since I don't mess with men? Mm -hmm. And the angel explained it to her how she would give birth to the Son of God. Mm -hmm. God is the Most High, mm -hmm. and Jesus is his son that was born in Bethlehem, mm -hmm. where it says, Today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. Mm -hmm. God hasn't been born. Mm -hmm. Is that... Is that it? Were you, were you paraphrasing there, Uncle Bob, I think? Maybe. Like, is, it, is, is that it? I don't, I don't understand how this debunks Jesus being God in any way, shape, or form. Everyone meet Unibob. Um, the Unibob. Oh, did he, is Shosie, did he leave? Yeah, he's here. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's he, a wall. I don't know if he's you need to, not thinking you need to real get hard. An, a real iPhone that you can actually see stuff. Didn't you offer to buy me one at one point? <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, if you need that kind of charity, I'm I'm all about it. I mean, on one hand, you know, I don't want to be all taking charity, but on the other hand, I mean, if people are asking me to buy stuff, I mean, so, sounds a little bit like a harlotry, maybe. But um, me, and, me and Steph can know. go in together on it. I am not buying me an iPhone. Absolutely not. I'd Come send on. you a rabbit to harvest wool from. Mm, Dude, that would take me a whole summer to get iPhone money. Do you wear the yeah. same F? Do we have different essence or essences? Africa Wait, no. for. Do rabbits have different es essences? No, no. Do humans not share the same essence? Do we have different essences? Yes, all of us have a different essence because that just means being. There so, you like, go. as a human being, I'm a separate human being from Nate. Thank the Lord. We don't live in a monistic <laughs> worldview. Uh, Zacharias, what's up? Are you speaking? Spider-Man, Zacharias. Oh. Not nothing much. Thanks for having me up, fellas. Sure. What's up, Alex? Hey, what's going on? Just reading Luke one. <laughs> you, do you have any more questions for me, uh, or not? I might. I might need to go write some scripture. Our heads okay. hurting, Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the Unibobber. I'm just trying to understand how. Jesus wouldn't be God. I want, I want to ask Bob a question from his his point of view. Is is that okay with everybody? Not sure. Bob, Zach, is that cool with you? 
You know I'm here, as long as you hear all this noise in the background. I think what Bob meant to say is, I'm your Huckleberry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, John 1-1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, that's the the first one. John? Jesus didn't have nothing to do with that. Hold on, Bob. He had more scripture for your edification. Hold on. John, go ahead. Go John one fourteen. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. What 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 do you what do you think that means? It happened just like God said it would. So in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, what it says. Let's capitalize that word was, was God. Is God. God. Yep. Yeah, I was God. And I guess I is God. So since I'm a son of God. Oh my goodness gracious, Bob. It's a good guess. It, it says it's wrong, but it's a good guess. The word was God. What? What's God? Are you equating yourself the, to God, Bob? Yeah, I'm his son, so I don't equate. I equate myself to associate. Wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm just joking. Bob, so, you're Bob, necessary. The word? Huh? Bob, I think you're a son of the other guy. You could still yeah, change that this time. They, they thought Jesus was too. Remember? Hey, yeah, Bob, and then they hey, killed Bob. him and he rose from the dead. Hey, Bob, who's the god of this earth? Oh, Bob's daddy. Not the one that sits on the throne in heaven, I can assure you. Bob, what's the word? Whatever I say it is. Oh, <laughs> Idolatry. The word is clearly the bird. We're about through. You ain't got time for no more. We can, we can take this up uh, on Thursday or Friday. I, mean, I think we may get struck by lightning if we hear any more. But, um, Patrick, no, I, I, yeah, you haven't said anything. Did you have anything to say before I got to run? I saw you in mute, but I didn't see anything. So, yeah, Patristic, are you Chad or like names? Many faces. Didn't he say so in chat? This was supposed to be funny. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He said Chad was going to destroy me, and then I thought he was referring to himself in the third person, and things are getting weird, so I just, I'm just i just trying to figure things out. Come on, I'm just Paras- gonna say... Come on, Parasitic. Where you at? Parasitic. Is this another guy that, like, you know, seems pretty cool I don't have a problem with because I guess I'm generally easygoing, and you guys are like... No, he's the devil. He's a demon. Like, he talks about the same thing. Is this one of those things, or is it not to that level? Chris, your microphone is very bad. How's mine working? Pretty good? Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Bob. All right, James, you want the last word before we get a run? Uh, The bird is the word. Oh, Brenda just showed up with the with the typical. I don't think you have answers. Uh, I don't have time, Brenda. You got to get here earlier. Um, we'll we'll entertain you tomorrow if you show up about an hour and a half earlier. All right, everyone, take care. Have a good day. Bye. Chris, no one can hear you. <laughs> Bye.